You're listening to the Untaming Podcast. An anthropological, biological, cross-cultural, evolutionary, and physiological approach to childhood from preconception to adulthood. Well, what I talk about is slippage in baselines. Our baselines for what children should be provided have diminished and slipped. We try to minimize what we give babies. Oh, she'll be fine. Just, you know, give her the minimum to keep her alive, essentially. People forget that we're social mammals and we treat, tend to treat kids like they're plants or something. You just need a little warmth and a little food, you know. And when we're talking about, say, food, you know, what do we do before? People will be like, oh, we ate wild vegetables and wild fruit and wild meats and those things. What do we do now? We eat processed food. In terms of movement, you know, what did we do? We used to be constantly moving, changing our positions and whatnot. And what do we do now? We sit down all day. In terms of love and connection, what did we used to do? We used to live in tribes. We used to live in communities. What do we do now? We live in individual, you know, houses. We live in nuclear families. Lots of people live alone. And in terms of sleep, what did we used to do? And I think before um, wonderful old Edison invented the light bulb, most people, and that was like in the late 1800s, most people were getting 10 hours of sleep. think they need to move and kind of copy a lifestyle in order to have this kind of worldview and it's like yeah you could do it wherever you are you know we were in Atlanta we were building you know gardens in our home trying to have that experience you know there you know so it's like you got to remember that you know no matter where you where you live like the you know the paradise the happiness is, is what's happening that you create with your family it's not about the environment you know so I think that um people just need to have you know, work on the courage to do it wherever they are. I just hope that I can inspire people to just do it where they are with what they have, because that's all it's about. I think we have to remember that it's a community responsibility. It's not a parent responsibility alone. It's the community who provides the support for all these things. And when the community is distracted and, and destructive or cruel, you can't expect parents to be able to manage on their own. So it's not a parent fault thing. It's not mother's fault, father's fault. It's the community. And so we all have responsibility here. We, we are treating, you know, I don't need to tell you this, we're treating our planet in enormous suicidal way. We're really putting the very survival of our species into question. And it's no longer dramatic to say that. It's no longer an exaggeration. That is what the scientists are saying, that the climate scientists and more. And they are usually a timid, understated bunch. When the scientists start talking in those terms, it's time to really, really, really wake up and stop what we're doing. So we're smashing the place. And we call it the economy. When you really look at the way that we treat our environment, the way that we produce, it's, to me it sounds exactly like someone that stopped growing up 
at the point of being a toddler, about three or four or five years old. It's at the very heart of the way that we do our economy. And by the way, don't ever let anyone tell you that this is just how it is and there's no alternative. It's, it's patent nonsense. We have, we have developed one particular narrow vision of capitalism and commerce that I think is deeply symptomatic of how terribly shamed and punished we have been. There, there's nothing about capitalism as we are displaying it that involves responsibility or love. Um, it is a zero empathy zone. Humans have removed themselves from nature. Like if you ask most humans, even if you Google the definition of um, nature, it, it says everything in um, the world, trees, you know, animals, but not humans and things humans create. Is the idea of infant potty training is one word for it or natural infant hygiene is probably a better term because potty training seems to confuse people and make them feel like you're forcing a child to do something that they don't want to do at a really young age but it's really the idea that they're born instinctively knowing how to control their bodily functions and not wanting to mess themselves and as a parent you're meeting that need of theirs in the same way that you meet their other needs that you know they need you to give them food and shelter and take them to the toilet and make sure they're the right temperature and all of these things. So it's just another thing that we do for him. And they got a bunch of people to sleep for eight hours and they um, did some testing on their immune function, specifically something called your natural killer cells, which killed, um, you know, tumours and cancerous cells. And then they restricted the same bunch of people to um, four hours of sleep for one night. And then they retested. And 70% of their natural killer cells had disappeared or were no longer active after one night. And that just absolutely blew my mind. I was like, wow, one night of short sleep can put you in a state of, you know, severe immune dysfunction. <laughs> The other thing that's happening, I think, that's I'm just starting to get into is this kind of fever that seems to have taken over civilization in the last, uh, gotten worse and worse over the last thousands of years, but then the last hundred years especially, which is called wetico in uh, Native American uh, a term, terminology. And it's a fever of... Um, greed and ruthlessness, exploitation of the life of others. To hear more, subscribe for free on the podcast app on your smartphone. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and all of your favorite podcast platforms. Coming to you on the 31st of May.